Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Valdivia Show. So I just got back, well I didn't just go back, last two weeks ago I went to uh, back to the beach festival in Huntington Beach. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It was a bunch of ska punk bands and a couple of uh, dance hall sort of reggae-ish old school ska bands like Hepcat or um, the Untouchables, I believe they were called. I hadn't heard of the Untouchables before. Uh, I've only I had only heard of Hep- Hepcat um, a couple of times back when I was looking at the Beachcoth uh, 2016, I believe, lineup, and uh, I really liked them. So I was really excited to see them um, in this festival, which I did get to see, and it was beautiful. Um, by far, my favorites of the festival were the Mighty Mighty Boston. So if you're not familiar with like ska punk and stuff like that, it's bands like uh, the Interrupters, the Mighty Mighty Bostons, uh, Sublime. Uh, Fishbone, Goldfinger, uh, the Agrilites, uh, Mustard Plug. Um, so it's a, it's like ska. If you're if you're familiar with reggae, it's the more uh, upbeat sort of reggae, um, and it has little little loudness to it, a uh, little intensity to it. So it was really fun. It was really uh, interesting. And if you want to see some of those, uh, I took a couple of videos. I recorded a couple of videos of of the bands playing live. So go to the channel that I'm going to put in the episode description and you can check those out if you were curious about what kind of music that is. Um, there was a, a sort of a, a pit, which I think for like metal and stuff, they call it a mosh pit. I'm not sure if they call it a mosh pit for ska shows because people are, for metal, I think the mosh pits are more about sort of flailing and then, you know, whatever happens, happens. And for ska, it's more like you're dancing around and of course it's a small you know, enclosed area where people are dancing around. So there's bound to be some physical contact between people. Um, but for the most part, people are just keeping to themselves dancing. It's not about, uh, you know, having that contact with, with other people. It's just about your uh, expression of yourself through dance. And a, a lot of people are, uh, you know, they're intimidated by those sort of pits because they think, you know, people are just out there to, to hit you or to to trip you or to stomp on you and I and I know I've talked to a lot of people that are afraid of like falling and getting stomped to death <laughs> which I mean I'm sure it's happened before you know it, but then it also happens in Black Friday so and I'm sure well I'm not sure but I'm assuming those are also the kind of people that go and and uh, check out those special deals on Black Friday and are not afraid to get stomped on on those days um, but uh, in any case you know if you're in a show like that and you see a pit of people dancing and you're curious about going in there, just go in there a couple of times, go in there at least once. I'm telling you, if you fall, you will not get stomped to death. I'm pretty sure that sentence is correct. Uh, well, I mean, you might, I don't want to say you're not going to definitely, but you might, but you probably won't because everybody's there to have fun, to have a good time. And as soon as, you know, somebody falls, there's someone either, you know, picking you up and, and, uh, you know, pushing you forward so they can keep going. Um, because like I said, you know, people aren't out there to hurt each other or anybody else. They're just out there to have fun. So if they see a fallen comrade, so to speak, they will pick him up or her up and, uh, the show will go on. So get in there, have a, have a nice little experience. Um, uh, I try to get in there every now and then I don't do it all the time. 
of course, uh, if I have like a drink in my hand or some food or if I'm recording, then I'm obviously not going to get in there. But every time there's a pit uh, at a show, I try to get in there and have a little bit of uh, a fun with that. And it's usually the case that I fall. I either trip on myself or, you know, I'm a, I'm a big guy, so I, my balance goes uh, off here and there and gravity uh, gets the best of me. So, <laughs> so I fall. But all those times I've never gotten hurt. I've had people right away reach down and help me up, and that's really cool. It's it's really, uh, it, I don't know. It's it's a really friendly sort of chaotic uh, place to be in. So go for it. Um, I also have a video of that. Uh, I have some slow mo videos actually that I'm I'm gonna be uploading. So if you want to keep an eye out for that, it's they're really cool. I put them on my Instagram. A couple of them I put on my Instagram. So if you want to go check them out, um, they should. They should be there. Yeah, I haven't posted too much on the Instagram, so they should be like a couple of rows down. And it's fun, you know, it, it's fun to see like the chaos unfold in real time and then you slow it down to like 900 frames per second and you just see like facial expressions really, uh, really noticeably. And it's, it's mostly people just having fun, you know, it's not anybody, you won't see faces of fear or anger or frustration. You just see people like smiling and, and having fun. So... Good times. Um, like I said, I don't. Well, I don't know if I said it. My favorite band for the whole entire show. It was a two-day show, Saturday and Sunday. My favorite uh, band was the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Uh, those those are the main, or that's the main band that I wanted to see in that show. Um, and they did not disappoint. Uh, they closed out their set with members of uh, other bands. I think they had uh, the Aquabats. They had uh, Hepcat. They had Real Big Fish. Um, and I'm sure I'm missing a couple, but it was bands that played before them in the show, and it was bands that, uh, um, that I think we're going to play after them, that joined them on stage to close out their show, and they sang uh, The Impression That I Get. So, so uh, it was really fun, and I also have that video on YouTube, so if you want to check that out, if you're a fan of that sort of music or of collaborations like that, you know, you're, you'll have fun with it. And I had people... Like being mean on YouTube, commenting like, "Oh, you know, thanks for uh, thanks for wasting your time or or something like that. Thanks for taking out your phone and recording." Uh, I was I kept my phone in my pocket and just enjoyed the show, and now I can enjoy it through your phone or through through your video because you didn't enjoy it because you were too busy recording. And you know, you're welcome. I did enjoy the show. <laughs> Just so you know, I did enjoy it. It was fun. It was cool. I, I it was an experience that I probably won't forget unless I have some uh, some sort of uh, brain disease that <laughs> makes me forget things. But it was a really cool experience. It was really fun. I was like ten rows back. I was uh, right next to the pit. I had my phone out and I was looking at the stage and and I was able to get a cool video and I was also able to get a cool experience. So why would you be mean like that? You know, if anything. Why not just say thank you for the video? Hope you enjoyed the show too, and then move on. Like, why do you have to be mean? But that was one of the few uh, comments like that that I got. I only got like two or three like that. They're like, oh, why don't people put their fucking phones down and just enjoy the show? It was like, so that people that didn't get a chance to come to the show can maybe look at the video and say, oh, next time they they have that uh, festival, or next time uh, the Mighty Mighty Bostons are playing. I think I'm going to go because this looks pretty cool. And then, you know, it uh 
motivates people to to go to more shows and to have more experiences like that and it's uh it's fun <clears throat> which is the main point of why i wanted to record or i want to record those videos and why i put them on youtube just uh last last weekend the week after uh back to the beach fest i went to uh, another show on saturday uh it was of montreal i don't know if you guys know that band um it's a really cool sort of psychedelic pop rock band um, check it out. I'm sure they're, you know, they're everywhere. They're Spotify, Google Play Music, iTunes, YouTube. Just go ahead and check them out. They're fun. Um, and they were playing and before them played a band that's called Locate S, one Locate S1. Um, and it's a band that I'd never heard before. And then they played in a venue where, you know, there's a big stage in that venue, but there's also two smaller side stages, I think, or at least one smaller side stage. And that's where they played in the smaller side stage. And I was sort of disappointed that they didn't get the big stage, uh, but I'm assuming uh, that happened because, you know, they didn't get too many tickets or not too many people purchased tickets to watch a show. So that sort of sucked, but it was a smaller area, which means we were able to get closer to the bands, which means, you know, we were able to experience a show uh, in a more, you know, fun, more, more interactive sort of way. Um, and it was a really cool show. Of Montreal put on a really good show. They, they have like music. Uh, well, they have music, they have uh, a light show, and the uh, the lead singer is a guy that, you know, he cross-dresses as a, a woman, obviously, but he has these, uh, like, really exotic or elaborate um, costumes, and after every two or three songs, he'll go backstage, he'll change to a different outfit, and then he'll come back out, and he'll start this other song, and along with him will come uh, other people that are dressed in, like, cat costumes or... or like luchador costumes or you know they're the typical chinese uh cel dragon celebration costume you know that two or three people are in a dragon suit and they're like waving around pretending like the dragon sign so it was a really like elaborate it was a really big experience it wasn't just the music that um they were giving us it was a whole a whole performance so it was really more of a performance art experience than just a concert and uh, i think a lot of people uh, are really unaware of that sort of stuff. I think a lot of people think of Montreal, they think, you know, cool music, but maybe maybe it's music that I'd rather listen to on, you know, on my earphones or on my car or in my car or, you know, on the radio or whatever or some on some loudspeakers rather than experience it live. And it's not so much about the music uh, as it is about the whole experience of the show. So, and that's, that's what I try to... Uh, uh, give the people by recording those videos. I have a couple of videos of them um, on my YouTube as well. And I also have a video of Locate S1, which is a band that I hadn't heard of that I also really liked. Now, Locate S1 is, they have a, <clears throat> a little bit of a strange sound to them. I think if you're familiar with um, The Grateful Dead, MGMT, maybe Beck, um... I think there's another one called like Inner Wave, a band called Inner Wave. If you're familiar with that type of uh, music, just think of them all combined, and then you have Locate S1. It's very rhythmic, very sort of psychedelic, poppy, um, old schooly, low fee uh, music. And I mean, it's fun if you're if you're into that, of course. And they also have a really good. Um, performance technique which you know they're very interactive with the crowd and that's you know if you listen to the other episodes that I've, I've uh, recorded you'll know that I'm, I'm very 
uh, excited about bands that are interactive with the crowd, with the audience. You know, not just get up there, play, and then get out. You have to, like, talk to your audience and sort of feel what they're feeling and, and cater to, you know, what the room sort of feels like. And I think they did it. I think they, they started really slow because the side stage was not really uh, filled up yet. I think it was, like, halfway full, and they got out there, and they... They looked around, and I guess they saw a crowd that wasn't that wasn't too big, so they started off a little shy. But uh, two or three songs in, they really opened up, and you know the lead singer started dancing, and uh, the band members started you know getting more into it, and the room started uh, filling up. Uh, as the room started filling up, and you know they ended up, ended the show in a really really cool way. I was able to get a couple of records. I bought one of theirs, Locate S One. Actually. I bought the lead singer's record because she had a band uh, before that band, and I, I liked that music too. So I bought her record, and then I bought the record uh, of Montreal, or the of Montreal record, and then I got a CD of the newest album released by Locate S1 because they didn't have it on record, and then I got it signed. I mean, I'm not going to listen to the CD because <laughs> nobody really listens to CDs anymore. I mean, if you're in the car, you don't put in a CD unless... You know, unless you don't have a car that's like Bluetooth, that has Bluetooth or, or that has a USB, you know, uh, thing to it, <clears throat> which I know some people do, but I don't. I mean, I have, I just, you know, turn on my Bluetooth and then put on Spotify or, or whatever and then listen to the music. So the CD, I really only bought it as a sort of thing to have, uh, get them to sign it and then have it on pretty much display. So it was, it was that good of a show. And like I said, it's unfortunate that not too many people showed up so that they couldn't use the main stage. But I'm hoping that, you know, more people from San Diego will see the video. Uh, and then next time that band rolls in, they'll be interested in going to the show and maybe they can get a bigger bigger show and maybe a longer set time or, or you know, stuff like that. Um, that. That's one of the main purposes of me wanting to get out there and record and experience and, and share my experience with uh, people who are willing to, uh, you know, take a look at it. Um, there's a bunch of shows coming up. I got, uh, the specials on June 23rd. And I think, I think that's June 23rd. I might be mistaken. Um, June 22nd is a Sunday. And then for July, I don't really have anything, you know, set up yet. And for August outside lands, it's like three months away. They just added Hobo Johnson. Hobo Johnson is one of the the artists. Well, Hobo Johnson, Hobo Johnson, <laughs> not Homo Johnson. Hobo Johnson and uh, the Love Makers. I think the rest of the ensemble is called. Um, he's a he's a rapper, but he's what what kind of like it's not the usual sort of rap where they talk about you know money and girls and drugs and and stuff like that. He's a uh, He's like a hipster rapper in a hipster hopper in a sort of way. So he talks more about like, you know, a mundane sort of daily routine, love, uh, you know, uh, life things. And it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's very unorthodox, his uh, his style. And I think that's why I like it. I think it's it's he's he seems to be offbeat sometimes, but I think it's it's purposeful um to like convey this sort of frustration that he's feeling and i think that's that's really interesting um his uh, one of the songs that uh, i really really like and you'd probably see this or you've probably seen this rolled around on facebook a little uh, a little bit is uh, peach scone and that's 
pretty much this dude that you know has a, a friend that's a girl that he's sort of in love with and she has somebody else already she's dating somebody else so he he portrays his frustration through the song <clears throat> or throughout the song and throughout the video of the of the live version of the song and his facial expressions and and the way he <clears throat> enunciates and the way he emphasizes certain words or certain sentences um it sort of really ties everything together and i think that's really really interesting i understand some people are more into like the you know the the set rhythm of a song like the the clean rhythm and and the lyrics that match that rhythm and that you know put a song together um sort of more academic version of music um and like i said he's very unorthodox he's very you know strange for some people and so i can see how you know uh, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily like it or enjoy it but if you sort of let go of those things that tie you down to to a certain style and just embrace uh, the different you know aspect of of his music i think it's it's something that could be really interesting uh if it gets developed further so um he just got added to outside lands like i said in august and literally today i got the email that oh we added three or four more people um and he was part of that group and it's really interesting i'm really excited to uh to see him live um and uh for that was august september there's Cabo festival obviously uh Cabo is well not obviously i mean why am i saying obviously you, you might not know this Cabo is uh is a festival that's here held here in san diego over in the del mar area and this this year's going to be super packed with like really popular um bands and, and artists but i the the one artist that really sold me on the festival um was robert plant robert plant really like as soon as i saw the name i was like okay i, I gotta go to this and I'm, i gotta be sure that i'm really close to as front to the to the as as close to the stage as possible because you know sometimes like for back to the beach festival they divided the area for the front stage for the front of the stage into two parts so um the left side was all vip and then the right side was just general admission but you can get as close to it as you as you want <clears throat> obviously within like 10 feet after you know there's barriers and stuff but you can get as close to the barrier as you want there's no like special seating arrangement or anything it's all open so uh, you know just walk up there and if there's no there's nobody in front of you just you know just keep going until you're at the front um front stage so i'm hoping that's how it'll be set up i'm hoping there's no like you know seats that i have to uh stand behind uh and just be really far away from the action because i'd really like to to be up close for his performance um he's if you don't know who robert plant is listen to led zeppelin and uh you'll know who robert plant is <laughs> uh, and speaking of led zeppelin i actually um because uh of led zeppelin i was mentioning it to a friend and he said oh you like led zeppelin uh have you heard of um greta van fleet and I said, no, I don't, I don't know who she is. So he laughed, <laughs> and then he showed me uh, the band Greta Van Fleet, I believe it's called. Yeah, is uh, a band of like younger, younger uh, musicians who sound strikingly similar to Led Zeppelin. So if you're a Led Zeppelin fan, and you're not one of those people that are like, oh, you know, you listen to something um, that's similar to an artist, and you're like, oh, they're just, they're just copying him. They're just, 
you know, stealing his work or material or whatever. If you're one of those people that listens to a band and then listens to another band that sounds similar to the first band and you're like, oh, I really like them because I really like their style. I really like this style of music and I think I'm going to keep listening to them. Then listen to Greta Van Fleet if you like Led Zeppelin. Believe me, you're going to like them. It's pretty much Led Zeppelin except, you know, 2018. And um, with, I'm sure, you know, different uh, themes to their music. But the the guitar sounds, you know, the, the voice, the lead singer has essentially the same voice, uh, a reborn Robert Plant, even though Robert Plant isn't dead. Obviously, he's playing in Cabo Festival. Um, but you're really going to enjoy him. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, looking at their tour dates and maybe seeing if they're going to be added to any of the festivals that I'll be attending. Or, you know, if I have to see uh, them on a solo show or something like that, I will be more than happy to do that because, you know, obviously I never got to experience Led Zeppelin live. Um, so this is probably as close as I'm going to get aside from going to a Robert Plant uh, concert. <laughs> so, um, and after September, there's uh, Desert Days in October. So Desert Days is more of like a indie sort of uh, hipstery festival. Uh, the, the main course, so to speak, for that festival is Tame Impala. And then after that, there's a bunch of bands that I don't really know uh, about. <laughs> Uh, but it's cool because I use these festival lineups to get to know, you know, different bands, to get to know different music, to sort of uh, ex- expand my horizons on on the music that I listen to. I mean, a lot of the bands that I'm that I'm listening to right now, I've only started listening to them because of the festival lineups that I've checked out. The Growlers um, have a festival called Beachcoth, which is also in October, by the way. I mean, in, in August. It's also in August. It's a week. Beachcoth 2018 is a week before Outside Lands 2018. I do plan on attending both. So far, I only have the tickets for Outside Lands because uh, Beachcoth was just announced. So that's going to be a very interesting uh, couple of weeks in August. Oh, really tiring. I can already feel it. But it should uh, it should be a lot of fun. But anyways, what I was saying is Beachcoth 2016 had a lineup uh, of really interesting bands that I that I listen to to this day. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna remember what bands were on the lineup, but the ones I do remember are obviously the Growlers, since they were sort of putting the show together, um, and the Buttertones. This is the first time I heard of the Buttertones, which is more like an old schooly rock band. Um, and Chicano Batman was also in that lineup for 2016. That that's how I started listening to them. Um, I didn't go to that show because of you know, things and, and whatnot, you know, um, but I took that lineup and I listened to that music and I really liked it. And so I, I followed on and I played, I went on Spotify and I put, you know, the Buttertones radio. So it gave me artists similar to the Buttertones. And then I, I started listening to Interwave and then it had a, <clears throat> it had a bunch of other bands that I, I added to my, like, like favorites playlist. And, uh, you see those bands sort of sprinkled around in other festivals and, you know, you go to the other festivals and you see other bands and, you know, it sort of becomes a snowball effect where you really open up your your experience to music through that. So that's that's another element of festivals that I really, really enjoy. I mean, a lot of people say like, oh, you know, why are you going to that festival? I only know like three bands from there. Like, yeah, that's that's totally fine, man. You don't have to know all the bands. You can listen to new music. You can discover new music, new bands, new, new shows that you're going to go to in the future uh, through that festival. I mean, you're not... Uh, even the festivals are, 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 are pretty expensive. I think 
for outside lands it was like 175 but it's like a three-day festival you know it's in san francisco so i'm going to be driving from the san diego area to san francisco that's an eight-hour drive um probably on thursday i'll spend thursday friday saturday sunday monday come back on tuesday and it'll be an experience it'll be a road trip i'll be at the festival i'll be in san francisco i'll be experiencing the city i'll be experiencing you know the shows the bands this and that and everything um and i'll get to know more about different bands and and know more about different artists and it's this whole experience that you're paying for not just the bands that you you already know like why why would you go to a festival and only pay attention to the bands that you already know you know that's it's a driving force to go into a festival is to know is to to see those bands that you want to see live but also to experience other bands that you might not know of and that you might they might become your favorites in the near future after maybe seeing them live and, and listening to a few more of their songs so that's you know that's another element of why i like doing what i do uh going to festivals recording sort of letting other people showing other people uh, what's happening around their area or around, you know, the United States and even in Mexico, you know, last episode was about my, my friends and I going to Mexico city to a, a festival there. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of people that think, and myself included a couple episodes ago, I said, you know, it, I'm nervous because, you know, you hear a lot of things about going down to like Mexico city and it's dangerous and whatnot. Um, when I went with my friends, absolutely fine. No trouble, no danger. You know, no nothing. All that negative stuff that was said and that was mentioned and that was suggested that might happen, none of that happened because we were there to have a good time. I mean, obviously, if you're in a bad place at a bad time, you get caught in some crossfire or something, it's bad luck. But for the most part, if you're there to have fun, to enjoy yourself, to to know you're, you're not getting into conflict or anything like that, you're going to have a good time because that's, that's what you're there for. That's the sort of, if you believe in like energies or whatever, that's the sort of energy you're you're putting out to the world, and that's probably the sort of energy you're going to get back. Now, if you're a drinker, if you become obnoxious, you become loud, you become aggressive, <laughs> then you know you're going to start you're going to start having problems. But if you if you're just looking for fun, and you know whatever whatever sort of negative thing comes your way, you can just let go of because you're there for fun, not for negative stuff. Then you're that's that's where you're going to have that's where you're going to get back. So yes, um, so desert days. It's a, it's a bunch of bands that I'm not really familiar with, but the good thing about that, like I said, I get to to know about different bands. There's there the lineups like almost after as soon as they're announced, um, they're on Spotify, they're on Google Play Music, they're on Apple Music. So you can go on there, you can search Desert Days 2018, you can search Caboo 2018 or Outside Lands 2018, and it gives you you know a big playlist of of all the bands that will be playing um, on that that given year. So you get to listen beforehand. So, you know, oh, I really like this band, actually. So I'll, I'll make sure to check out what time they're playing and I'll see if I can go to their show um, during the festival. So it's it's really fun. I mean, technology now, like there's almost no surprises, which in a way is good. And I can understand how it's bad because you want to be like pleasantly surprised where you go to a show and like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. I'd never heard them before. This is the first time I listened to them and I really like them. Um, but now, you know, with the internet, you get to experience them before, beforehand and you get to sort of, you know, decide whether you want to go or not. But keep in mind, like I said, with, of Montreal, 
some bands have a better live show than others, you know, so you might listen to some music and you think, oh, this, this is cool music, but I don't know, I don't know if I want to see them live. Remember, there's a possibility that they are amazing live and that their, uh, their live music or live shows are like a thousand times better than the music you're listening to on, on your earphones because of the experience of the performing, you know, uh, performing arts experience that you're going to get through, uh, that live concert, uh, experience. So, yeah, that's that's August, September, October. Um, August is going to be a crazy one. Like I said, there's there's Beachcroft 2018. That's in Los Angeles. The week after that is uh, Outside Lands 2018 in San Francisco. So, whew, that's going to be it's going to be crazy. I'm trying to get my friends to go, but <laughs> you know, it's it is quite a bit of money. Like I said, it's like 175 for for Outside Lands. I think it might be a little bit more. Um, so it's understandable that you know not everybody can can go all the time or most of the time or some of the time and you know a lot of people just don't like loud noises <laughs> in their face so they just kind of stay home I've, I've had friends tell me like oh i don't know how you can go to that you know it's too loud there's, there's too many people it's too crowded and it's true i mean it's, it is too loud and there are too many people and it's way too crowded but like i said if you're if you're going out there to have fun you're gonna have fun um, if you're going out there to complain about you know, whatever comes your way, then you're going to find things to complain about. Um, whew, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, aside from that, I've also been going to, like, the movies and stuff like that. Oh, before I go on uh, to that, I want to talk about the Childish Gambino video. So, I've been, obviously, involving myself in, in a lot more music stuff and, and you know experiencing thing, things through uh, different eyes and through uh, different perspectives. So I I heard about the Childish Gambino video, the, the new one, This Is America. And if you haven't seen the video, you know, go watch it. It's really cool. Like, if you listen to the, this, it, it sort of circle back to the same thing. If you listen to the song, <clears throat> it's just a song. It's a hip-hop song. If you listen closely to the lyrics, you, you'll find, you know, some messages here and there. But at the end of the day, you'll probably get lost in the track in, in the beat, in the rhythm, in the song uh, as a whole, and not so much in the messages that it tries to convey, you know, throughout the, the song. And if you watch a music video, you will 100% understand that there is a lot of symbolism to the song. There is a lot of uh, messages that you're, you're, you're shown, but not necessarily in your face. You know, they're, they're not in your face, so you have to really look uh, to find them, which I guess is the main point. You know, to make you sing, the the song is like, this is America, and it shows, it's like, it shows how we're, as a culture, as a society, more uh, distracted by um, the trends that uh, just are sort of bombar- bombarded through social media. You'll see, you know, kids eating Tide Pods, you'll see the new, the new dance moves, like the the whip and the nene and the stanky leg or whatever i don't i'm not really into that so i don't i don't know what they're called but i know some of them because you know i work in high school so i see the kids sort of you know being um entertained by that sort of stuff and then we sort of have in the news uh in the the media in in you know articles on facebook articles on twitter people talking on twitter um about things that happen around the world you know tragedies you know uh, in in the middle east or 
you know, terrorist attacks in Europe or domestic terrorism in the United States or just, uh, you know, people going a little crazy and shooting up schools or churches or, or um, you know, cops being too, too gun um, crazy or, or, you know, people doing crime and then suffering the consequences of their actions, but, you know, people taking it in a different way. Um, so we see some of that stuff, but we're very easy to forget tragedies and to just really focus our attention on the trends. We're really, really good about, you know, praying and crying and wishing things were different and then doing really nothing about it and just looking to get entertained. Now, I just I just spent like 30 minutes talking about going to shows, going to festivals, going to the uh, you know, fun have going to have fun experiences and I I gave the example of people talking, you know, about having bad experiences in Mexico City and me sort of putting that to the side and just looking to have a good time. So, in a time where all the all these news, all these um headlines are thrown in our in our face about really bad stuff that's happening i think it's people sort of try really hard to uh well they first they try, they try to empathize they try to like see what's going on and, and they feel bad obviously for for things that are bad but they try to forget that real quick because they don't want to make that some defining factor in their life right they don't want to just focus on that dwell on it and then be all all uh, gloomy and and you know, just brooding, you know, for the rest of their lives because of the bad stuff that's happening. So they look for distractions. They look for things that, that can be fun, things that, you know, will, will ease sort of their, their mind from these things. But I think that it's important to find a balance between understanding there's a lot of bad things happening in the world. There's a lot of bad people. There's a lot of, you know, tragedies that are, are going on. And there's there's a lot of stuff that needs to be changed. And, and balancing that with, like, this is your life, and you can't just be, you know, focusing on that. I mean, there, it's important to focus on that so that we can change it to a certain extent, but not let it just completely overcome your life and, and just ruin it. Because, you know, we, we all have a finite amount of years that we we spend on this earth. Um, and we can't just be focusing on, like, the really bad stuff. We, we got to find some time to, to be okay with ourselves and with each other. Um, and I think... The This Is America music video by Childish Gambino sort of talks about that. I mean, in the video, you'll see uh, imagery of, like, Jim Crow. And, and, you know, this is stuff that I got sort of from other um, uh, online explanations of the music video as well. I mean, I did notice it, uh, but I, I didn't really know exactly what it was trying to, to convey. So, you know, it's sort of like the, the plight of, uh, you know the uh, black American. It's it's sort of uh, like black Americans uh, can be seen as entertainers. You know, we have all these uh, artists, all these actors, all these musicians, um, all these, you know, writers and whatever, and, and they're very successful at what they do. But there's still there's like underlying feeling of not belonging in within the American society, of still being discriminated against or, or being, you know, singled out and you know, having this poor treatment, um, and I, I can totally see that frustration in the video, I mean, like I said, if you listen to the song, maybe you'll, you'll sort of get that feeling as well, 
um, through like the lyrics and the music. But if you watch the music video, you'll definitely like if you watch it with an open mind. Obviously, if you're if you're a liberal and you watch it, you're gonna love it. There's no doubt about it. You're gonna love it. If you're a conservative and you watch it, you have to watch it with an open mind because you're, you'll you'll sort of um, expose your biases through watching it into thinking like, oh, that's not how that is, or oh, come on, they're exaggerating that, or blah blah blah. Like, yes, it's it's some of the stuff definitely is an exaggeration, but keep in mind this is a music video. You know, this isn't a, a political conversation. This isn't you know them talking in the UN this is a music video it's supposed to be entertaining and so sometimes things are hyperbolized in, in, in entertainment so that a message can really come across and uh, this this music video is really interesting I mean it when I watched it the first time I had a knot in my throat and then when I watched it you know the second third fourth time you know it did maybe tear up a, li- a little bit because even if you don't necessarily agree that you know the police is out there to get black people killed or or to single them out and get them arrested even if you don't really believe that throughout the video like you can understand the frustration you can you can see it and it's portrayed so intensely that you can almost experience it through the music video and i mean it's understandable if if you look at all the events that have happened i mean you can you can if you really open your mind to it you can understand how people have come to that conclusion you know some of the stuff like i said i don't necessarily agree with it's like some of the some of the police shootings, some of the people that have died um, through their interaction with the police, um, I think, you know, some of the, some of it is unjustified. Some of them, you know, like I said, are trigger happy police officers. But a lot of it, a lot of it is, you know, people that are committing crimes and that are experiencing the consequences of those actions of committing a crime. So, like I said, you know. Some of it you're going to agree with, some of it you're not going to agree with, but you can definitely see the frustration and, and and really get the message from the video that, you know, we can't just turn a blind eye to all the stuff that's happening because we have to have a conversation about it. I mean, and a real conversation, that means from both sides, from the right and from the left, and this is going to turn a little bit political and I'm not going to really go into it because this is not what I wanted this uh, episode to be about, but there, there needs to be a conversation from both sides in a, in a real open conversation. Like the left can't just say, you know, everybody that a police officer shoots and, you know, ends up killing uh, is a martyr and a hero because it's not the case. And the right can't say that everybody who the police shoots is a criminal and the police is always justified because it's not always the case. Like we, we really have to look at the facts and what's happening and the whole, um, the whole picture as a whole and really understand why you know those events uh occurred and and why that outcome was you know reached um so it really has to open up the conversation from both sides and you know to keep that conversation going we can't just like uh, like the video sort of uh, shows us we can't just feel really bad about it for like a week or 10 days and then move on to the next trend you know we can't just talk about like oh this this person went to a school with a gun and then ten days later be talking about how Kanye West is dressing you know on a red carpet and forget about the school like it's stuff that we really have to focus on and and really have to have conversations about it and you know like I said conversations from the right have to be open up have to be have to op- have to be open about you know how easy is it for like a student or a minor or a criminal to get uh, access to a gun and from the left it has to be understood that. No matter how many laws are out there about gun control, if a criminal 
wants to get a gun, he's or she's going to get a gun because they're out there. You know, they're criminals. They're breaking the law. If they're thinking of killing people, they're they're not going to draw the line at stealing a gun from someone or, or at breaking into a store and, and stealing a gun from them. You know, they're already their mindset. Their mindset is already fucked up. So they're they're. Their line is already far, far ahead from stealing a weapon. Um, so there has to be talks about like mental issues, mental health, and, and treatments, and and really being able to recognize you know certain behaviors that might lead to to that sort of stuff. And that conversation has to be ongoing. We can't just shut people down. We can't, we can't, you know, from the left, we can't just shut people down and say, oh, mental mental health is not an issue in this case. It's about gun control. And from the right, we can't just say, oh. You know, we don't need tighter uh, gun control laws. We just we just need to focus on mental health because there's there's a combination of both that need to be talked about and and some sort of agreement needs to be agreement needs to be um, arrived at so that you know we can really find a solution. We're not we're not just gonna find a solution from the left or from the right. We have to find it from both sides, and it has to be like I said, I, and I've said it a couple times already. It has to be an ongoing conversation, and that's what the video sort of wants to show us that we have to keep talking about these things we, we it's okay to like be happy about new music videos it's okay to be interested in what celebrities are doing it's okay to to you know listen to music that brags about money and and um, status and what whatnot but we can't just focus on that and have all the chaos in the background and and in the back of our minds and not ever want to think about it again we have to find that balance that i talked about earlier and really find the balance to uh to be able to you know, talk about both things and experience both things and understand that even though we can't dwell on the negatives because it'll basically ruin our lives, we also can't just ignore it because it'll also ruin our lives that way. So, you know, that's what I took from that video. <laughs> and I, I really, really liked it. I was listening to Ben Shapiro. Yes, I listened to Ben Shapiro. He's like a conservative um, talk show host. Well, he's not like a, he is a conservative talk show host. Um and he tried to sort of deconstruct the video, and he said, you know, in the in the video, at the end of the video, we see uh, Donald Glover, uh, or the Childish Gambino, uh, running away from a crowd. And, you know, that's, for me, it's sort of portrayed that no matter, uh, no matter how successful or uh, how uh, well-recognized or how much fun a person of color is having or is uh, helping other people have, like, there's always that underlying feeling of like you always have to be on the lookout for danger and always have to be on the run from you know whoever because the crowd has police officers it has fans it has people doing uh, bad things it has you know criminals like as far as i as i can tell the crowd has everyone and everyone is chasing you know the artist so it's like regardless of being an artist a successful artist you, as a person of color you still have to look out uh for for things that that are, are out there to hurt you, so to speak. And so Shapiro was, was like, you know, in the video, Childish Gambino, he shoots a couple of people and or he shoots a person and then he uh, shoots a whole uh, choir of uh, church singers. Um, and so Shapiro tried to play it off like, oh, you know, he sh he shot people and so he was being chased because he's a criminal. And I think that's, that's not really what uh, was trying to be portrayed in the video. Um, think more is what what i what i sort of uh, based on the whole video or based on the video as a whole and the message as a whole that the video tried to uh um uh, give us i think that was uh the end message of it i don't think 
you know, throughout the video, it's going to show us um, an artist, you know, doing bad stuff and then give us the consequences to those bad things. I think it's more of like the perception of people towards uh, artists of color and then still maybe fearing them or, or believing that they are criminals. Um, so anyways, that's that was my take on that video. It's a really good video. I believe, I mean, I, I better not be getting this wrong. The song is called This Is America. It is by a Childish Gambino, uh, who is uh, Donald Glover. If you ever watch Community, he's, uh, he's in Community. He's a really good actor. He's a really good musician. And he's just a very talented dude. Yeah. So check it out. It's on YouTube. It has like a billion views already. <laughs> and it's only a few days old. So it's definitely something. It was trending all over the world. Um, I saw reaction videos uh, of people from England that were watching it. And they're like, oh, we don't we don't really know what's going on in America. But we can sort of get the idea of the what the feeling is through this video. And it's true. I mean, you, you do get, you know, the idea. You do get a feeling from the video. So watch it. And I guess uh, let me know. I mean... I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, Twitter at Valdivies, it'll be in the episode description, Instagram as well, uh, if you want to tweet at me, if you're listening to this and you want to tweet at me what uh, what your uh, sort of reaction to the video was, or uh, what you thought of the video, or the message it conveyed, uh, message it conveyed then uh, let me know, it'd be interesting to have a conversation, and I'm always open to have conversations, like I have, I have this... I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll say one more thing and then uh, that'll be the end. I have this very, very, very hyper-liberal friend that is always posting things on, on Facebook. Always like news articles and always her opinions about, you know, oh, everybody in the right is racist. Everybody in the right is intolerant. And so when I see these things, I, I'll comment on them. And it'll, it'll never be disrespectful. It'll be like, oh, you know, I don't I don't agree with this because... You know, and then I'll say why I don't agree with it. And it's never an attack on her person or on her, uh, you know, beliefs or anything like that. It's just what I believe uh, to be the reasons behind whatever it is she's posting. And it always ends with her feeling attacked. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out some information about why I don't think... Like, let's say about immigration. She says, every refugee should be led into America. You know, the open borders, blah, blah, blah. It'll be like, you know, countries are sort of defined by their borders and it's important for a country to keep tabs of who's coming in so that, you know, we have had terrorist attacks. We we do want to know who's coming in. We we want to know what they're doing so that they're productive citizens, they're productive, or not citizens, but they're pro- productive members of the country so that they're giving us, you know, good stuff, good uh, good things. They're hardworking or they're going to school or whatever. If you just let everybody in, like, that's 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 craziness. Um, and of course her reaction was to say that I was mansplaining what immigration was (laughs) and that I was trolling her post and that I was attacking her and that I really need to shut the fuck up. So that was very interesting. I had never talked to a person that was so far to the left that they had sort of lost their mind. Um, and I always tell her like, we're just having a conversation here. Like there's, this is not a, this is not a debate. I know I'm not going to change your mind. I know you're not going to change my mind. We're just sort of, you know, expressing ourselves and, and understanding or trying to understand each other and, and what, you know, the other side of the spectrum of political thought um, thinks and why they think the way they do. You know, what, what are they what are they uh, using to 
to come to their conclusions, you know, whether it be facts or feelings or statistics or, you know, whatever. Um, but she refuses to have conversations and she says, well, she has told me that, you know, she posts things because she believes in them, but she doesn't like people that disagree with her posting things uh, on or commenting things on her post. So she only likes people that agree with her and that, you know, further her her belief system, um, which is, I think, is a very dangerous thing. I mean, I'm very open to conversations. I'm very open to, to talking to people that disagree with me. Um, and of course, I'll try to, to, you know, make my argument known and, and, and make my belief system known. But uh, I don't usually, and I don't think I've ever um, attacked someone or, or felt attacked by someone who disagreed with me. Um, I just don't have that sort of mentality. <laughs> um, so that's really interesting. And I guess what I'm getting at is whatever your opinion is on, on the video or on music or on these experiences, you know, I'm very open to them and I'm very open to um, understanding or trying to understand the perspective of, uh, of the people. So um, if you want to go ahead and talk to me, just go ahead and talk to me. We'll talk. No worries. Um, I think that's it for today. So thank you very much for listening. Um, I appreciate you guys being here. I know it's been it's been a while since I last recorded. It's been really busy. I've been going to a lot of shows, trying to record a lot of videos, and then edit them, and then upload them, and then you know work on stuff. Uh, so cool. Catch you guys on the next one, hopefully sooner than later. And you know, stay happy, stay happy, stay aware, <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> Goodbye.